So it's something like, uh, they're the best, worst friends. Best, worst friends. Best, worst friends. Welcome back <laughs> to another episode of Best, Worst Friends. Episode 29, I yeah, believe, I think right? So. Fuck, man. We're, We're getting close. Hope these will get good by 50. Oh, man. That's my hope. I think that's the thing, isn't it? You record a podcast and you end up deleting the first 50 episodes anyway. Can't you like not find the first episodes of Joe Rogan and experience anywhere? Because yeah, that feels right. Yeah. Hold on. I have to let the cat downstairs. Keep talking. Okay. Well, this is just going to be... The cat's back in the room now. Guys, I just wanted to take this moment to talk to you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, we appreciate everything that you do in supporting us. It, it feels real nice to, to see those numbers every week. You guys are gems. You guys are gems. If you ever want to leave us voice notes on Anchor, please do so. I know you have to make an account. It's weird. Do you want to just start again? No, this is fine. All right. <laughs> this is a podcast, man. What else What else do you fucking want? Felt. thank you. That's fine. Yeah, it's called fill in time, but fill in time from the heart. All right, so you went to a Thai Cats game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to like my first uh, professional football game ever. It was a lot of fun, man. The Thai Cats won, thankfully. That, that's important. It's very important. I've I, never seen a sports team win when I saw them live. Oh, really? Like three Jays games, and they've lost every time. Just fucking Tim the Kiss of Death Nicholson. Absolutely. And then I'm just drunk eating hot dogs. I could do that at home. <laughs> you could just watch the game for free. Yeah, I want to celebrate, celebrate a victory with other people dressed in blue. Yeah. I get it, man. I get it. The The number one thing I loved at this game was just hearing like the heckles of like the blue-collar crowd from Hamilton yelling out like i just love the sound of a 50 year old man maxing out his vocal cords <laughs> to be like you're a fucking cheater you're a fucking cheaters he's getting like, so mad going in and out because it's just like losing it yeah and the top range of it starts clipping yeah or anytime like uh someone in the crowd would take it upon themselves to stand up when the Thai cats were down for a little bit to the argonauts and like come on guys we have to get behind <laughs> our team like, what the fuck what is this? Let's go. We're down we're down by four touchdowns. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. They're only down by one score and people are acting like the fucking world was over. It's yeah. Like they'll get they'll get right back into it, dude. It's the CFL. But also Nothing matters. Is that you're right, but they're more right. Like you're right <laughs> in the real world. Yeah. But when you're at a sports game, they're right. Yeah. They're absolutely right. And they're reacting as as they are programmed to do. Yeah. Every yard is life or death. Yeah. All that shit. It's like at a comedy show where you're like, welcome to the show. Give it up for your headliner. And everyone claps. Even half people are like, I've never fucking heard this guy's name in my life. Yeah. There's a long for the ride at yeah. that point. Yeah. It's just, just your role. You know? <laughs> you're supposed to... Every yard is life or death. Every point is a kick in the teeth. Football. Tom I Landry. I, I loved it so much. I loved all the people who were like dressed hard for the event or like people would show up with hard hats and they had giant inflatable yellow hammers and stuff and they did the chant like you know oski wee wee you ever heard that before nope well apparently there's more to it because they're like we're gonna do the tie cats cheer and they went they're like you're going along with them right they're like oski wee wee 
And then I thought you just kept saying Oski Wee Wee. And then it's, it goes Oski Wawa. But I was just like at the top of my lungs again. <laughs> wee Wee. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to really take a back seat on this. Because <laughs> then they had another idiot. sentence that didn't even start with Oski. And I was like, I have no fucking idea what's happening here at all. What is Oski Wee Wee? I have no idea what it means. Sounds like something you tell a kid who uses the potty. <laughs> <laughs> like a kid named Oscar who yeah. like w- just won't use the toilet. It's Oski. Time for Oski Wee Wee. Like, <laughs> Oski Wah Wah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so that's like a big chant that they do. Yeah, that feels offensive to Native Americans. I don't yeah. know if it is. Hopefully, it's next on the cutting block. That would be great. Getting rid of stuff. Oski Wee Wee. <laughs> Someone told me like a Tom Green joke from uh, having seen him recently about he was making fun of the CFL team names in uh, Ottawa, like where he's from. Yeah. Because at one point they were the Red Blacks. He's like, which feels offensive against two different groups of people. (laughs) (laughs) They've never got their name right. Yeah. It's a hack bit now Mm -hmm. because it doesn't exist. But that was, if you watch Just for Laughs clips in the er early 2000s, it was a lot of... The CFL has nine teams, and two of them are called the Rough Riders. Yeah, that was insanity, <laughs> how that slipped through the cracks. How they could ever let that happen. No, one's two words. One is one word. <laughs> so. <laughs> you know what? I was I did genuinely enjoy the game. I had a lot of fun. I went with Nick, so it was, a fucking, it was an awesome hang. It was great to go to my first CFL game. I cannot lie that I was disappointed the first time it got to third down. I cannot lie that I was disappointed. Does that mean you weren't disappointed? I cannot lie that I was disappointed. You were well, disappointed. Well, I guess I, I cannot lie and say that I wasn't disappointed is the sentence I should No, that is even not the sentence you should have said. Worse? What you Dude. should say is, I was disappointed. Okay. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I was disappointed <laughs> when it got to like third down. It was like third down and three. I was like, all right, come on, boys. We got this. And then I realized it's the fucking CFL, so it's oh, only no. three downs, right? <laughs> so they're already punting, and I was like, oh, yeah. They're like, oh, I we, forgot. We already didn't got this, Doug. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. There's. I remember um, when I was uh, the worst offensive lineman for the Banting Broncos high school football team. I thought you were going to say the worst offensive lineman. I was going to be like, yep, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> I got pulled off a team that lost every game. Well, um they would switch me to whichever side of the line they were not running the ball to, so the other team always knew where we were going. So, <laughs> you know, I'll give you a run for your money over there. <laughs> They're just like the defense is like, weak link on the left, weak link on the <laughs> <Yeah>. left. <laughs> You're just like, what do you think that means? <laughs> just, just like elbowing the guy next to me, like, you're going to take that? <laughs> Come on, have some dignity, man. It's a guy like a foot tall and you're like 100 pounds on you. Yeah. I don't talk to you like a that. Guy who, a guy who can bench. Yeah. Anything? She would throw um, you at him. Yeah, we were at an away game. I think it was at like Central or South or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> he said, st- was my buddy Sean Davis was the team captain and he was trying to give us like a rousing speech, mm-hmm. sort of like a chant going to get us jacked up for the game. Go concuss some people. And uh, he started to, <laughs> and at one point he got to, whose house? We both just looked at him and we're like, their house. <laughs> it's an away game. Yeah, this is not our house. <laughs> it's, it's Their signs are everywhere, man. What are you doing? But 
And he's like, come on, whose house? And we're like, our house. But. <laughs> <laughs> then we got our asses kicked because we got our asses kicked every game that season. No, yeah. 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 But, <laughs> yeah, so you got to learn about CFL rules. Did you get to see a rouge? They Yeah, at one point, the fucking ball, it was one of the first things that happened. It was one of the first points of the game was the ball, like, touched in the end zone or something. It got kicked and, like, touched in the end zone. Yeah. And then the scoreboard went up by one. And I was like, the fuck was, yeah. what was that? That's the worst part of the CFL is you can be like, all right, no second, one second left on the clock. Tie game, end of the fourth quarter. For the win, here comes the punter. <laughs> And then he just has to kick the ball through the end zone, and you get a point. Yeah, it just doesn't land anywhere in the end zone. Yeah, I think it, no, I think it, if it goes through the end oh, zone. That also counts. Just has to break. The it plane. just has to, yeah, break the end zone, and then they don't bring it back out, and you get a point. A missed field goal is like a point if they don't bring it out of the end zone. It's so stupid. It's, it's insanity. It's it, insanity. It was a lot of fun. The game was a I'm lot sure. of fun. Yeah, just the atmosphere. They had like this giant. Like a uh, military helicopter fly over, fly overhead because like it was uh, the Canadian the troops or something. Of, like, the fighter jets, yeah, go over NFL games like this, whatever they're called that fly over and everyone goes ah, at the end of the national anthem. Yeah, but, like a chopper goes. It's got a slow like <laughs> going through the air, but it's still pretty cool. <laughs> Did you guys maintain the cheer for the entire helicopter ride? I think it was like a clapping for the whole thing. <laughs> so it was just there were no woos really. It was just. Like there's like some, a golf clap, like, yeah, it's a fucking helicopter. So I'm like, whoa, because it does. It's crazy to see like what looks like a bus just flying so fast through the air. This looks nothing like a plane. It's just a bus with two propellers on top. Oh, it was one of the big ones. Yeah, ah, right, those are cool. Yeah, no, I changed it's my pretty mind. Fucking yeah, rad. those are the ones that like fly tanks. Yeah, and shit. Yeah, those yeah, things are sick. sick. I thought it was just like a guy in a helicopter. Like a like tourists. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> no, it wasn't just like the fucking hospital helicopter. They're like, come on, man, you gotta fucking <laughs> put some razzle dazzle on this game. <laughs> Can't be showing up by the Arkells like a couple months ago. Come on, dude. Yeah, that was actually just a coincidence. There was a man dying in the back. They really needed to get him <laughs> somewhere important. Yeah, we're just gonna make a quick diversion. He's like, Why? He just hears people clapping. He's, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it'll be sick. Shut up. <laughs> Bro, it'll be sick. Shut the fuck up. Wave. Wave. <laughs> Give him a thumbs up. But so and then the Tie Cats lost. No, the Tie Cats won. Tie Cats won. Yeah. That's right. So everyone was all happy. That's great. Which was nice. Everyone leaves in a in good spirits. There was one because there's just like a sea of Tie Cats fans, right? Obviously. And then there was sure. one Toronto guy, and whenever Toronto would score, he would just stand up with one of those like Vivuzella things and just be like <laughs> And you just tell everyone just fucking hated him. Fucking the Vuvuzela is the worst invention ever. Yeah. Do you remember that World Cup when they like introduced the Vuvuzelas? Yeah. And then the background of every single shot was like, yeah, that was a mistake. It was dog shit. I wonder if that's like affected anybody's hearing. Why bring like them going over? to a game with like something like that? Like a fuck. You literally hear like a fucking foghorn from a ship. Yeah. <laughs> All game, you're trying to hear an announcer say anything. It's just, and you're you're driving home, just still. <laughs> I don't know. That might be quieter than just like, you know, a 50 year old plumber sitting directly behind you, just being like, "Let's go, Tigers!" as yeah. loud as he can. That'll or probably fuck, fuck the you Argonauts. Really yeah, Argos fucking suck. Instead, just be like, 
like do it angrily. Yeah, just like sound like you're getting Charlie Brown in trouble. Yeah. You know the quarterback won't throw. That'd be fun. That would be fun. I. You know what's funny too is when like a. If a uh, Hamilton Tiger Cat ever got injured and was down, it would be like, oh, no, that's that's awful. And then yeah. if an Argonaut would be down, they'd be like, ah, come on, man. Get the fuck, get off the, f- you're right at the edge of the field. Get off the field. And I just imagine how awful it would be to, maybe you fucking tore your ACL. Who knows what the fuck happened? Even just like you rolled your ankle in front of, I don't know, three or 4,000 yeah, people. you stubbed your toe and you're embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> Did a bad play. It's always funny when someone gets like fucking run the fuck over and then they're the injured person it's like now you're injured but you also got clowned on yeah that's that's gotta hurt more it's like you're just down on the ground like the paramedic comes up like what hurts and he's just like my pride man (laughs) my pride hit me right in the pride (laughs) i i could probably walk but can you just get the cart or something so i don't look like a big baby (laughs) you have a bag i can put over my head it was like um do you follow basketball from 10 years ago at all yeah <laughs> oh no, perfect of course, no the boston celtics were on like a championship run i think that was the year they won mm-hmm. and in one of the games paul pierce um got taken off the court in a wheelchair and then uh, he came back later in the game and everybody the entire speculation to the point where it's now fact is that he shit his pants <laughs> Like Paul Pierce just shit his pants. He didn't want to do like the shit pants walk out of the off the court, so they got him a wheelchair and wheeled him into the room so he could get new underpants. Dude, honestly, smart move. Very smart move. I would not be thinking that clearly if I had just shit my pants. <laughs> I'd for sure be yelling, "I just shit my pants." Yeah. I just shit my pants. <laughs> get the people in the front row yelling at Jack Nicholson's face. I shit my pants. Yeah, that's my fucking. Uh, <laughs> That's my, that's my card that year. It's just me holding my fucking shorts. Shit I remember my, my pants. Camera, where the fuck? My dad was going for like a walk one day, and he's like wearing like khaki shorts. And he like walks away, and me and my mom are like just sitting out on the front steps of our house. And then he comes back like a couple minutes later, and he's like walking funny, like <laughs> holding his crotch. And we're like, "What happened?" And he's just like, "Nice shit, my pants." <laughs> He was just disappointed in himself. Like, that was his tone. Yeah. Oh, man. There's that was a, great. There's a big thing with athlete injuries where you're, like, not supposed to be happy when an opponent gets injured. Yeah. You're supposed to be like, oh, that's a shit. We want to we beat them at full full <laughs> strength. Like, I remember at um when the Raptors were on their championship run, mm-hmm. it was like they were up. 3-1 in the series, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and Clay Thompson was out. Kevin Durant had been out the whole series. And then Kevin Durant was going to come back for this game. And I was like, he might be the best player on the planet. Like, if he's good to go, we might be fucked. Yeah. And then he bounced the ball like five times. And then you saw the muscle just like detach in his calf. It just like popped off. Uh... And he went down. And everybody was like... Oh, no, everyone, no, oh, it's sad. And I was there like, we are winning this championship. <laughs> like, we're going to win now. Why are we, he's rich enough. Yeah. You know, we don't have to pretend to be upset. Did he ever play again? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he like. That's crazy. He had a year of rehab mm. because he came back too early from an injury. Yeah. And then 
Uh, and then he, and then he played again. He's still awesome. He's being kind of a bitch right now, trying to get out of Brooklyn, but whatever. Um, he's like, either I go or the head coach goes. Now, like you were the one who told us to hire the head coach. I'm like, yeah, but now he sucks. Just me. <laughs> um, and he, uh, but yeah, I remember like cheering and people were like, come on, man. Like he's hurt. He's not that hurt. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. He's, no, he wasn't fucking decapitated. Yeah, he'll go get a poor person's ACL and st- stitch it on, and then they'll be back in like a year. <laughs> yeah, you're going to see a homeless person hobbling even more yeah. because he sold his uh, his muscle, his musculature to Kevin Durant. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's you know, a college basketball player who never made it. Yeah. Going to give his calf muscle to Kevin Durant. And now he gets to watch, and he's like... Part of me made it. Yeah, it gets a ring when they win a championship. It'll be a whole yeah, thing. Like a little one. Yeah. An ankle bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> NBA champs. Yeah, he's just walking around like, I'll give you his ankle bracelet if you give me your ACL. Like, no. Um, no. Nah, I've fallen for that before. <laughs> What's it like like at Ticat Stadium? Do they have sort of cool games like at a Leafs game where you can like do a slap shot challenge or... Do you get to throw a football around somewhere? No, they didn't have anything like that. They had, like, the junior Argonauts and the junior Ticats come out at halftime and play. That's fun. Yeah, that was about it. Like Which how, I remember... How junior are we talking? I think, like, 12, 13, 14, like that kind of... All right, that's cool. Maybe younger. I have no concept of children's ages <laughs> at all. But uh, I remember they're going also, to... A, they're also really far away wearing pads. Yeah. They're yeah. prepubescent. Yeah. And the pads are just, like, confusing. I remember <laughs> at first... I was like a little stoned, and uh, they were on the field before the game started, and their coach was standing with them. And part of me was like, holy fucking hell, that coach is here. And I was like, oh, those are like the tiny guys. Those are the little teeny tiny ones. But I was just like, if you look at them like they're people, this guy's like fucking Gandalf with the hobbits. Just like, come now, master hobbits. You should try that on stage tonight. That's very funny. Yeah? yeah. All right, sick. No, I'll write it down. <laughs> just a moment when a grown man like we are really far away from these football players they look like children we had fucking great seats too because we were at the 50 yard line that's wow yeah Did you guys have like right. actually is that impressive at a tie cats game i don't like we were, some, like we were some rows back obviously i know but, but we're right there <laughs> is like everybody on the 50 yard line or do they have like do they fill the stands out the stands are, like, pretty filled out. But right. I was seeing, like, some empty pockets, which made me think that the next time there's a home game, I might just show up near the start of the game and be like, are there cheap tickets? Like, Absolutely, right? yeah. Probably. Yeah, that's what I that's what I want to do with a Jays game now that I'm woefully unemployed. See if <laughs> I can spend 15 bucks to go see the Blue Jays play on an afternoon. When, uh, when I was a little kid, St. Thomas had its own, like, uh, junior baseball team, and it used to cost, like, I don't know, 5, 10 bucks to go see them. But me and my dad would just wait until the third inning because that's when the people working the box office got to go watch the game. And then we just walk in. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, nothing fucking happens in the first three innings. Yeah. Who gives a shit? It's a fun broke cheat to yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two fucking Dutch guys. are like, whatever. I'm not fucking paying for this shit. <laughs> you don't really strike me as a Dutch guy. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess I spend money on what I like, but I am very frugal. You know, I know, but you're not like... Also, we're, I'm just very poor. You're not like wearing clogs. Yeah, that's true. You know, you don't have like pigtails or whatever. <laughs> you know? Is that a Dutch thing? I think so. I, I don't, don't know like, what throw Dutch... tulips around like out of my pockets or... I don't know what Dutch people are. Fuck, I forgot to put the wing screens on the microphones. 
whatever. Oh, just our peas are popping like I just went crazy <laughs> into the microphone like an asshole. <laughs> I had a I had a weird experience on the on the train I took up today. Um, I got on the train and I had this fr- um, this is this the Via from London to yeah, Tio? to Toronto. I was once again put into the only four seats that face each other. You know, they have like the, you know, like two seats face forward, two seats face forward. Yeah, two so seats a lovely family can enjoy a train yeah, ride. And together. it was a lovely, it was a, it was a black lady and her two black kids and then me. And then I'm pretty sure sitting across from me, the father on the other side of the aisle with like different people. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Also, it was. <laughs> I... <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm really enjoying the thought of you going up to this other, this black man and being like, hey, do you want to sit with your family? And being like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know those people. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, your family. <laughs> no, dude, the only part, the part that freaked me out is uh, I'm reading it right now. And I just, I literally just passed a very racist part in this book where, because the whole point of it is like uh, the the story for the kids takes place in 1958. And then when they're adults, it's uh, 1985 or whatever. Sure. But it's because Pennywise comes back every 27 years and does all this evil stuff, kills kids. And it always ends in like a big bad thing yeah. happening, right? And someone had to pull Pennywise aside and be like, no, you can't say that anymore, man. No, it's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm killing kids. <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to let that slide for now. Listen, we'll, we'll get to that, but you can't say that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Just a woke Pennywise. But uh, no, so the thing that, so 1930s was the last time before the kids that bad stuff happened in Derry. But the thing it culminated in is uh, there was like uh a group that was basically like the KKK, but in like the more Northern States, it was like a, the union of white decency or something like that. It was called. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they <laughs> just like using like, proper language to be racist. Yeah. 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 And Fun there was like a, a military base that had like a black battalion and they didn't let them go to like the dive bars in town, like during uh prohibition and all that. Cause they would just go to these bars that had like illegal booze. Right. They didn't want them mingling with people. Right. Cause they're shitty racist assholes. So they made them make the their white own. people. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> they made them, they made <laughs> the black soldiers <laughs> make their own venue. And it became popular. It was called like the black spot. Yeah. It sounds like a way better time than whatever oh, yeah. those was a lot of fun. white supremacists were up to in their bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, people would come in from Derry to go to this place, and then one time, the fucking uh, re- white racist guys, the decency people, were just like, we're going to go with fucking torches and scare them. And they lit the torches, and apparently it's like, oh, they, like, fumbled with it because, like, you know, it got right. in their hand. They're like, ah, fuck, and they threw the torch, and, like, that's what they claim, but they lit the place on fire. Wait, is that what Stephen King says they did? Yeah. In the book, they're like, yeah, then they slipped these nice... White racist slipped on a banana decent, peel. Decent, decent, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, he says that, but then at the same time, some of the torches get thrown through windows oh. into the kitchen. Yeah. So it's like, did they slip? Right. Like, did fucking, you know, Tom Brady slip I, over I, there I, and I'm, I'm sauce it through the window? I'm going to tell you right there, they did not slip. No, they for sure didn't. <laughs> but anyways, the reason I was nervous is this whole part of the book just had the N-word in it so much. So much. This book's very racist. And, like, even the one character, like, Richie, you never watched it, right? We talked about this, no. right? Because you don't like horror stuff. 
But he also Stephen King's kind of up his own ass. Yeah, that's fair. I like Shawshank Redemption, but uh, yeah. Do you ever read the story? No, that's based on. Of Apparently, not. that book like there's books. there's five short stories in that book, yeah. and four of them have been turned into like great movies, and then one of them hasn't. Yeah, and I really want to read that book just to be like, how bad is the story? Yeah, it's like the Green Mile, Shawshank Redemption, Stand yeah. by Me. Yeah. Or it's there's four stories and three have been made. Yeah, it might just be up a number. But yeah, I was just nervous that these people around me were gonna look into the book, especially because I was reading. Especially because you're one of those people who like moves your lips when you read. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thankfully we had to wear masks on the train. (laughs) Thank God. So yeah, they can see that part was eliminated. But I fucking hate sitting in those seats where. If, like, if I didn't have a book, I literally was just staring down the whole time. So if I didn't have a book, I would just be looking and, like, just trying not to make eye contact with someone <laughs> for, yeah. like, two hours. Yeah, it's I'll... awful. I don't even know. I have no idea why those seats are even an option. Sitting across from a child you don't know sucks. Yeah. Because you're like, one, I don't want to stare at this child for two hours. Two, yeah. I don't want this child in my life. I'm not, I don't want to, like, talk to him and, yeah. like, have to babysit him while his mom This kid kept, like, moving his leg and it would touch my leg and it'd be like, oh, my God, I fucking... He moved his leg. He moved his leg. You are so, you were so afraid of, like, getting in trouble. Yeah, it's I crazy. just, like, I don't like, want... Like, socially. I don't want to look at them. I don't want... I you, don't want to talk like, to anybody. You, like, jerk off at work <laughs> and, and generally slack off Yeah, around, like, actual figures of authority. Yes. You, like, hate the cops. You don't vote. You're, like, all that. <laughs> but you're worried that, like, socially someone's going to be, like, that guy's a racist pedophile. And you're, like, no, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you fucking cracked the code. Jen. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm worried about. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just a very uncomfortable <laughs> train ride. I'm fucking over the train, man. I hate it. How it's so silly. you're in the w- train? A lot, it feels like. Oh, because you don't want to ride the Megabus? A lot. Well, there really isn't a mega bus to uh, Hamilton, and the only reason I took the train is that uh, Brittany thought there would be like crazy traffic, and was like maybe the bus will be like super late, mm. which the train kind of was anyways. But uh, I guarantee you that the bus would have been. Yeah, no, it would have been brutal. I've heard like it's it's rough around Toronto driving right now. All those Ooh. all those uh, road closures. We just sound like old men. Oh, now. construction. You know, you know they say Canada's got two seasons, pal: winter and construction. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, we are old, both old men now, right? Yeah, you're We're thirty. Both in our thirties. Thirty-year-old baby. Isn't that fucked? That's fucked, oh, dude. man. Oh my god, you're so old. It makes me feel a million years old. I can't remember if I told you this or not, but I was talking to my one coworker at the temp agency, and he's fucking twenty years old, married with a kid. And uh, he was telling me about oh. the most high he ever was, and it was the night he got kicked out of his mom's place with his like <laughs> wife and child, and he took like ten dabs. But Fuck, anyways, man. as he's talking, I realized before or after, after I think like outside, with, like a friend of his, he it just was, like, like hit ten were, like, dabs, spiteful dabs, looking his mom in the eye. Yeah, this will show her. Yeah, and she's like, "That's a fucking exactly why I kicked you out of this house." <laughs> But anyways, talking to All him, right, I realized, wife and like, child, let's go find somewhere to live. <laughs> but I realized, like, the moon. this guy, fucking 20 years old, it's 2022, like, this guy wasn't even fucking alive for 9-11, and he's a parent. Like, yeah. that just blew my fucking, I realized while I was, like, showering after this job, and, like, my knees, like, almost buckled in yeah. the shower, because I was like, that, it fucking made me feel so old in my soul. Do you remember, like... Cause you're a year older than me, right? 
So you must. You're thirty one. You're thirty two. No, I'm turning thirty two in like year. two weeks or whatever. Yeah. Oh shit, man. Yeah. Damn. I should have. Fuck. I need to message Medieval Times. Don't oh, let me forget. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Don't we'll let me forget. Do it right after this. Yes. And you know what? Brittany's already put her name in for. You know, worst case scenario, we'll go in October. But we're gonna go before then. Oh, we gotta. Nice. We gotta do it for your month. We'll do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I just realized that this fucking. This guy wasn't here for this pivotal thing. I remember being, I was in grade four and I remember the teachers got like an intercom to like call the office and they go up to that box on the wall and they like hit the button. They're like talking like in whisper. You know what I'm talking about? Like the intercom and the That's such a funny thing to whisper into. Yeah. It's like a speaker bigger than your head. And you're like, so there's a massive terror attack in the United States. Yeah. And then our teacher had to fucking tell us. And I remember her way of, uh, I don't know, like helping us cope or deal with it or something. She wanted us to write letters to, I don't know if it was supposed to be the people of New to York. Osama bin Laden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what you did was bad. Yeah. Boo That's you. how our teacher is like, no, I'll mail the letters. We just follow the letters. She thinks like <laughs> the post service is magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they got us all in London. They made a deal with Santa Claus. And when he went to give him his Christmas present, the seals came in. <laughs> Santa's walks up. I got some seals for you. He thinks it's like the fun kind. And the soldiers walk in like, oh, my God. No. <laughs> Brings him a Navy seal-sized box as a gift. <laughs> Just a Trojan seal. It's a giant seal. <laughs> <laughs> but ended our Navy SEALs. That was a very nice SEAL, Santa. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. You shouldn't have. I thought I was naughty this year. <laughs> but anyways, our teacher wanted us to write these letters, and she didn't really explain the thing to me. So I literally, I remember writing just Dear 9-11. <laughs> like, I wrote to the terrorist attack, like, Dear 9-11. Heard you're not feeling too good. Like, I don't remember what I put in the letter, but I hope she didn't fucking send it. But all this, like, it was just all these memories that came flooding back all at once because it, re- it reminded me, too, there was a girl in our class. I won't say her whole name, but her first name was Alicia. It really narrows it down. But yeah. uh, she... Uh, say her whole name, who cares? No, don't actually. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really matter. And also, it doesn't matter the story. But anyways, she wanted to do something extra <laughs> for... It was Alicia 9-11. <laughs> I wrote her so many letters... But uh, she wanted to do something extra, so she ran like um, on like some sort of raffle giveaway uh, bake sale thing at a at a church and raised like five thousand dollars, right? Wow! And sent it there for like the relief fund. I'm dropping the bucket, but whatever. It's you know, it's very nice to do. It's very nice. And then the city of Saint Thomas gave her like a key to the city, and it fucking went to her head. (laughs) And we all like hated her for it. And then we just started calling her 9-11. <laughs> that was just like her nickname in our school. And I remember one time she got in trouble for something because we all just fucking couldn't stand her. She got in trouble one time and got put on the wall. And like me and all my friends took turns like walking by being like 9-11 got put on the wall. <laughs> and then like the teacher would look over and we'd just fucking run away and get in trouble. It's being little naughty boys yeah. making fun of 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, kids are fucked. When you think back to... Did you have anything banned from your public school? Yes. What happened? Um, Pogs, Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I think that was it. Oh, yeah. We had some big Yu-Gi-Oh card thefts. You know what was a big one for us? It wasn't us? even theft. It was just like competition. 
You'd like oh, gamble yeah. for cards, and then kids would lose and be like, <laughs> I lost my wise white dragon. <laughs> and the teacher would be like, give him back his fucking whatever. And then the principal would get involved because the kid would say no, and then they banned Yu-Gi-Oh cards. That's fucking lame. That's lame. I remember uh, one that was brutal at our school. Do you remember Beyblades? Yeah. They banned Beyblades because kids, there was a convenience store that sold really long rip cords. So you could really fucking get it going. And kids like just started. Market. Yeah. Kids just started beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> that was just our recess was just whooping <laughs> each other's fucking asses with these. And the principal's like, oh, my God, Jesus. No! Just yelling, let it rip as you skull a kid with a massive yeah. rip. Let's Beyblade! I'm just fucking beating him, yeah. <laughs> Beyblades were so fucking lame. I have no idea why they... They're still around. We're popular. People love Battletops. Do you ever, like... I remember I had, like, the little plastic floppy arena. And I, it was I like a... Oh, man. And it was like this, like, little... Like concave dish, and it had like three pockets oh, no, I did there. Have one. I have a vivid memory. Yeah, and yeah. then you would like two people would spin their Beyblade in there, and they would just kind of like tap into each other occasionally because they're just spinning tops. Yeah. And then like whoever got knocked into one of the things, they would lose. But I remember one time playing against this guy, and mine was like on its last legs because I love this thing. I would like rip it in our kitchen, yeah. and it would just bang off shit. So it had all these like stress cracks in it, nice. and I knew it was like on its last legs. And I used it against this kid in our complex, and his, like, touched it, and it just blew apart my <laughs> Beyblade. Like, the top part of it just, like, blew into, like, a bunch of pieces, and the guy's like, I destroyed your Beyblade! Like, yeah, he felt the like greatest the most moment in powerful kid's life. kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he thinks about that all the time, for sure. Oh, yeah, one thing I wanted to say. Can you open this for me? Yes, I can. Is, um, letter writing is dumb. Yeah, do you ever have, like, a pen pal or anything like that? Hold on. Fuck, that would have been cool. That would no! Been cool. No, this is really, oh, really shit in the bed. There we go. All right. Uh, I did have a pen pal as a kid. There was a kid, um, he was my best friend, best friend, <laughs> in like grades one to, I want to say kindergarten to like grade one. His name was Ryan Divigalpatia. I remember. Where's, do you have him on Facebook? No, I don't have him on anything. Okay. I remember he was the first person whose house I went to and was like, this house smells different than my house. <laughs> and he was a great guy. He moved back to, I could guess, but I'm not going to. And he, uh, I think we sent back a few letters back and forth. And he would like, I remember he sent me one, the last one that we exchanged. He sent me this really nice like picture he drew. Of like him and his family in front of their house and like their pet That's nice. or whatever. And I remember looking at it going, I'm not going to put this much work into my return letter. So I just never sent a return letter. Oh, man. Yeah. So Ryan, David Galpatia, if you're out there, sorry. Maybe reach out. I don't know. <laughs> Be hilarious if you somehow found his address and then just sent him artwork worth all this waiting. Yeah. Like, just sent him, like, a masterpiece of you painting, like, a chapel of just, like, your friendship. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this guy's weird, man. Did you ever do that thing when your parents would make you write a thank you note to a relative and you put it off for way too long? So you'd, like, stomp on the envelope a little bit to make it look like the post office lost it? No, but that's <laughs> genius. <Yeah. laughs> I'll just do that, just step on it and, like, throw dirt on it and maybe a little bit of gunpowder. Be like, this letter's been through a lot. <laughs> Okay, I sent this when I was in the war. Yeah, it's about to, it's been through some wars, and it's about to tell you about 
a new stuffed animal I got when I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. But no, writing letters is dumb. Yeah. Writing letters is very dumb. I had a friend of mine who, um, this was like, what, like five years ago, six years ago. Okay. He was going to his friend's house to hang out, and he showed up, and it was a uh, letter-writing party. Okay. And they were all writing letters to Donald Trump to be like... Good job, or to, you no, suck? No, to be like, you suck, Donald Trump. You should resign. I hope that you get impeached. Love, <laughs> whoever. I just imagine him reading it, just like his lip quivering. It's like, I didn't... I thought they'd be on my side. I just... The delusion of that. Yeah. Of just being like, no, he's going to read this. Like, He's going to fucking throw... He's going to throw that in a fire. He uses, like, burned books and communists. He doesn't care. Yeah. Like, That's never going to meet his eyes, you know, meet his ears, anything like that. He's no. never going to take in this information. Not once. I wouldn't even read a letter if he wrote it to me. And I get no letters. If Donald Trump wrote you a letter... Oh, my God, I would read like it. Presidential I would, I would read it. Oh, my God, I'd read it in a fucking second. Absolutely. In a second. <laughs> he's fucking, you know what? Obviously, like, a bad person, you know, wasn't a good president. But he's a fucking fascinating person just because right. of how fucking weird he is. Like, yeah. I saw that podcast he did with, uh, I think it was the Nelk Boys or something. It was, what? like, the first, it was the first appearance on anything he had done in so long since all that stuff happened And he did on it on Capitol the, Hill. like, full send podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't up for very long. It got deleted. Like, off oh, YouTube. it's out there somewhere. I got oh, find for sure, it. for sure. But it's just crazy because he's just like, you could tell he's just this old delusional man. But you're just almost along for the journey, even if you don't want to. Like, and when he's talking, you just feel like you're in a roller coaster. It's like going up the tracks. You're like, what the fuck's gonna happen? What's he like, talking about? He's just like, do you kids love crack cocaine? I love crack cocaine. Like, it's just stuff like that. Well, he's just talking about like what's going on in like the Ukraine and with Russia, and like, oh, Joe Biden didn't stand up to him. That's why all this shit's happening. Like, this wouldn't, have, this never would have, the invasion would have never happened if I was still in office. And but the, blah, 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 blah. the Nelk boys are all like, true. <laughs> Aren't they yeah. Canadian anyway? I think so. I think the Nelk guys are Canadian anyway. But Some people really like those guys. Dude, that's a hell of a get for the Nelk guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. How did that even happen? I don't know. I bet they were fucking amped. Yeah. It would honestly be like if we got Pierre Trudeau to come on our podcast. That's basically... A dead man? Right. Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau to come on our <laughs> podcast. Sorry, I've been reading too much about the Trudeaus. Oh, dude, fill me in. Any any new updates in uh, Justin Trudeau's uh, remarkable life? No. No? <laughs> How far in the book are you? Honestly, I haven't really touched the book. I've mostly <laughs> been doing background on like his dad and shit, okay. and nothing very interesting. Yeah? Did so, you end up getting that Bastards and Boneheads book? No, it's only uh, they only have it in the reference library, so I'm going to go check it out next Saturday. Nice. Yeah, on my weekly trip to the reference library, because I'm fucking smart. Oh, my God. Fuck, bro. What have you been doing Dude, in the reference I'm library? so smart. Just <laughs> reading, writing. I go there on Saturday mornings and then stay for a while. Nice. So, sometimes in the middle of the week, if I feel like I'm not being productive at home. Yeah. Use the library. People, go to the library. Please do. I was at, a, I was at the Guelph Public Library yesterday because I was riding down to the show with Paul McCallum from Guelph to St. Thomas. Yeah. And Nick dropped me off in Guelph, and he's like, where do you want to go? I was like... I guess I'll just hang at a library. Yeah, everyone. I just went to a library and just hung out. I went and got McDonald's at one point, walked to the park, then walked back to the library. Like, it was a nice it yeah. was a nice little day. 
I've been in enough towns for like comedy and other stuff that every once in a while I'm basically a homeless guy. Yeah, that's what dude, that's what it felt like yesterday. Yeah, and then you just go. I guess I'll go to the library, and yeah. it's nice. They treat yeah. you like a person. Yeah, they don't look down on you for being homeless. Yeah, it's great. I remember for a while when I was uh, still living at home, our internet got shut off because our internet was like uh, 24 gigs. Yeah. And I had downloaded like all of a season of Breaking Bad and it like went over our usage. So we got our internet shut off for like a <laughs> month. And I had to go, if I wanted to use the internet, I had to go to the St. Thomas Public Library and I would just be sitting there. And then across from me, there'd be like a guy with like a blue bonnet margarine container and he'd open it and pull out cold chicken and start <laughs> eating. And I'd just be sitting there like trying to download some podcasts to listen to being like, what the fuck? Where did my life go wrong? We are the same, you and I. <laughs> Chicken man. This is your future. <laughs> but no, it's nice. I like the library. Plus they have all the books. Yeah. So if you want a book, just go to the fucking library. Have you know? ever like, borrowed a book from the library and then ended up buying the book? Like not from the library, but somewhere else. You're yeah. like, that book fucking rocked. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is dumb. Don't do that. Just rent it again if you want it. But yeah, I like I like owning books more than I like reading books. It is nice, but I find like my whole collection of books is books that I haven't read yet. That's because when I read them and I finish them, I'm like, oh, you should read this. You'd really like it. That's and awesome. And now I don't know where most of these books are. I hoard red books like a dragon. I like <laughs> put them up and like I shine a light on them like a rich person's painting. And I'm like, these I read these. Everyone, gather. I read those. And then I have my unread books in like a shadowy wooden box. Like some dark place full of shame. Yeah, it's my shame is the fact that like three quarters of the books I own are unread because I really don't read. Do you have a rule for like if you're starting a book, you'll give it a certain amount of pages before you give up on it? Like I was talking to Corn one day and he said his dad... Because his dad was a big reader and owned like a book selling company on the side for a bit, being like a history teacher too. Yeah. And he said he would always give a book fifty pages. He's like, never don't give the book fifty pages. Oh. And I remember one time I was reading Fluke by uh, I don't know, like some uh, some comedy writer. He's really popular. I can't remember his fucking name right now. But anyways, it was like page forty eight. Yeah. And I still wasn't feeling it. This is years before I heard Corn's theory, but I was like. My cousin's girlfriend lent it to me. I want to, you know, be friends. This is like a nice show of faith if I like, you know, stick it out for this book for a little bit. And I got to page 49 and just like something crazy happened in the book. And I was like, what the fuck? And then like I just kept on. It just fucking flew through the rest of the book. I was like, but if I would have given up on page 48, like I was going to do because I was bored. It was just following a guy who's like following whale sounds and nothing fucking is happening in the book. And it's just kind of lame. Yeah. I would have, like, lost out on this crazy fucking story that was super entertaining. Oh, I'll tell you the quickest I gave up on a book. It was Pygmy by Chuck Palahniuk, the guy who wrote Fight Club. Yeah. It's just about this, like, it's from the perspective of, like, a pygmy warrior who gets adopted by, like, an American family. What's pygmy mean? It's like a, it's just like a little warrior man. It's like a okay. race. Oh, okay. I don't really know how to describe it. Like of real people? Yeah. They existed? Yeah. They're like okay. the, the pygmies. It's like okay. a group of people. Um, and then it's written in like poor dialogue because he doesn't know English very well. Mm-hmm. And he's just very coldly speaking with bad grammar. <laughs> and then on page 15, 
he gets like disrespected by a nine-year-old, like a fellow nine-year-old, because he's also a child. Yeah. And then he does like he like rapes this kid to like exert power over him in the back Jesus. of this Walmart. And I read that and I was like, yeah, no, I'm probably not gonna. I don't need to read this. Yeah, I remember I've read some weird shit. I remember in our grade 11 English class, we had to read a book that had been turned into a movie and then watch the movie as well and then, you know, contrast and compare or whatever. And um, you watched Irreversible. <laughs> no, I was like, uh, oh, I'll do the English patient. I don't know how I decided on. I just probably looked at hey, like best adaptations. Hey, Michael It's a guy yeah. who coming through slaughter. Yeah, yeah. That was another thing, too, is like he's a popular author, yeah. right? And I start reading this book and on like page five or something like that, they're talking about some tribal ceremony somewhere where like a little boy comes on some sand yeah. and then someone else like picks it up and eats the cum sand and you were like maybe me <laughs> I was like, maybe for doug i was like i'm gonna pick like life of pie or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm gonna change my thing yeah like a brief history of seven killings a guy talks about how he's like hiding under rubble as this jamaican mob boss puts a gun to his dad's head and then makes him suck his dick and then comes in his dad's mouth and then shoots him in the head anyway. And I was just like, nah, I'm probably, this book's like 800 pages. I don't want this in my life. <laughs> that, Dude, and also this book I gave up on, it's called Fox 8. It's by George Saunders. And it's just like. No, you were just talking about him. Yeah, I love his work. What but, What's his work? What does he do? Um, He does like short stories. They're kind of dark like he had one called the 400 pound CEO about a guy who works for this company and everybody makes fun of him because he's 400 pounds. Yeah. And he asks like the one lady in the office on a date. And at the end of the day, she says yes. And he's over the moon and he goes on a date and he pays for everything he can't afford. He has a great time. Mm. And at the end of the date, she tells him that um, she was paid 50 bucks by their actual boss to go on a date with him because everybody thought it would be funny. <sighs> and then he sees the boss assaulting, like a reporter who's reporting on what they do badly there, and he accidentally crushes his boss and then buries him in the backyard, and then he becomes CEO, and he rules over this company, and he does a great job, and everyone loves him, but then they find out what he did, and then he goes to prison, and he's tortured by his fellow inmates. Like, that's sort of where George Saunders lives. That's a short story? Yeah, it was like 12 pages. Dude, I got to get you to recommend some, like, great short story stuff to me. Because I honestly haven't read short stories since they made us read the really fucked up ones in English class and grade yeah. nine. You remember when they just, they you hit an age in high school and they're like, no, no, they can handle this shit. Like, I remember reading a short story where it was, uh, it was like some sort of blind date scenario or mm. like a speed dating. Yeah. And a girl shows up in front of a guy and she has like a box. And there's just, like, something in the box, but she doesn't say what it is. And you find out there's, like, a history between them. And then you find out that, like, he he had knocked her up and, like, abandoned her. And then at the end of, like, the speed dating round, like, she walks away and he opens the box and it's the fetus. Jesus. Like, the dead baby. Like, because it didn't make it or something like that. Yeah. But it was just, I remember reading that in grade nine. And I was just <laughs> like, why would they do this to us? Like, I get we have to grow up at some point, but I'm in grade nine. Yeah. Like, can't this be, like, a grade 12 thing? Like, no. I'll be here still, I promise. I'll get you into some, like, Alice Monroe, some George Saunders, some, you know, <laughs> Louise Borges or something like that. Something, yeah. something nice. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. this one I had to stop because this is how it starts. I read one paragraph and then I quit. Okay. It says, Dear... The whole book? Yes. Is it all one story? Yes. Okay, it's, it pretty, says, small. it's pretty small it says, audio. Dear listeners. Reader, both spelled with two E's. All of these words are spelled wrong. Wait, I, let me look at it. 
Dear First, reader. may okay. I say sorry for any words I spell wrong because I am a fox. So don't write or spell perfect. But here is how I learned to write and spell as good as I do. And I was like, nah. Honestly, part of me is like, I kind of want to find out what the <laughs> fox did. Uh, hey, it's a library book, so you can't have it. But no, man, we'll get you into some short stories. Novels are intimidating for me. I don't. I just want to know what do the fox say. Uh, I got a short story called Zombie You Loves from the point of view of a uh, like Jeffrey Dahmerish figure. Ooh, by that's Joyce, fun. By Joyce Carol Oates. You'll fucking dig it. One, uh, the the timer went off. We have to end here soon. Yeah, but sure. um, I Sell read the story and then do your uh, plugs. Pluggy poos. I read this book uh, by Roger Zelazny. It was really cool. It was called the, A Night in the Lonesome October, and it was about. Uh, Jack the Ripper's dog. It was written from the perspective of Jack the Ripper's dog, oh, and there's fun. all these like, you know, famous horror figures, but they all they all know about each other, and they all take part in like this weird seance sacrifice thing every six months or so. So like, there's the good doctor that's like Doctor Frankenstein, and then there's like someone who's the Wolfman. There's someone who's like Doctor Jekyll, Mister oh, okay. like all this like yeah. crazy shit. But I remember the book ends with uh, the witch's name was Jill. And then obviously Jack the Ripper, mm. and it ends with like Jack and Jill ran down the hill, and me and the cat came tumbling after, or something like that. But it was like such a fucking wild out there book. That's it was fun. fucking yeah, it was great. All right. What are your plugs? All right, so this week I uh, don't have anything until Thursday, and on Thursday I'm at a bar called And Then You in Hamilton, which is like a really neat kind of like speakeasy. It kind of feels like a Toronto basement bar in hamilton ben bayfield's doing a show there i'm closing it out and then on saturday i'm at comedy at the alley lars classington show at eight and then at nothing f no one one eight five at ten nice good for in, you in toronto up. yeah man what day is that the saturday the oh, 20th. 20th yeah I'm yeah uh yeah Tuesday the 16th I'm doing 5 for 5 at Comedy Bar 17th I'm at Curveball Comedy at Tallboys 20th I'm at that like Deb Boschman show up in Muskoka oh nice so I don't even know if that's a private event or a public event but I'm driving up Ron Vaudry so that'll be cool paid, so. yeah and then the 21st is the big one that's Drunken Monkey at Tallboys it's nice. uh, Justin's show that I'm hosting for him because he's out of town so if we could make it good, I can work that over Justin for a while. So if oh, gonna, yeah. If we're going to come out to any of we'll to that one. Yeah, if you're in Toronto and you're listening to this, go to that show. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. We love you. Thanks. Bye.